0: Grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Dear friends in Christ, you can't have it both ways. This was a famous saying in my house when I was growing up. When, for example, I would roll in from a late evening with my friends the night before, and getting up in the morning, my mom would ask me, how are you this morning? Tired, I would respond. And then the famous response of my mother's, well, you can't have it both ways. Meaning you cannot stay out to the wee hours of the morning and hope to be fully rested the next day. It seems simple enough. You can't spend all your money and hope to be rich. You you can't ever never practice your musical instrument and hope to play Handel's Messiah. You can't hope to have a clean bathroom and never lift a finger to clean it. You can't have it both ways and yet this is where we find the church of Corinth as Paul addresses it in today's epistle lesson. Paul has told them that they have no lack of spiritual gifts in their church, and yet these Christians are prideful in their use of gifts, thinking that they are a product of their human effort and not a gift of the Spirit. So Paul takes the Corinthians a trip down memory lane, saying, remember, do you remember when you were pagans and led astray by mute idols? These Corinthians were once devoted to ecstatic pagan cults where they thought that they had received true power. But in reality, they were captured and under the power of the devil. Now, as Christians, they have moved away from mute and voiceless idols to the true one living God who speaks to them and through them. And yet, they still go into temples to eat the meat sacrificed to idols because, well, maybe it's cheaper Or maybe they want to exercise their Christian liberty, knowing that meat sacrificed to idols has no effect on them at all. But Paul deals with this by saying to the Corinthians, For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged, if his conscience is weak, to eat that food offered to the idols? And so by your knowledge this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. He says again later, about eating this meat in an idol's temple. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and partake of the table of demons. Paul sums up this argument in saying what he says today. No one speaking in the Spirit of God ever said Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. You can't have it both ways Paul is saying. You can't flirt with idolatry, recline in the temple of an idol and yet call yourself Christian. And this was the struggle of the Corinthian church. They were no longer worshippers of mute idols and yet they slid back into old habits. These Christians in Paul's time were not indistinguishable or not distinguishable from the world as they ate in idols' temples and drank their wine. Paul says, you can't have it both ways. You cannot in one breath curse the Christ and in the next breath praise him. But I believe that's how the world looks at Christianity today. Christendom as a whole hardly looks distinguishable from the world. As we commit the same sins, live the same lifestyles, fall prey to the same temptations as anyone else. In fact, much of Christendom in North America has abandoned the word of God altogether for worship filled with feel-good music, entertaining speeches from the pulpit, and coffee shop-like atmospheres. Yet it is not just the actions of the church today or the church at Corinth that Paul is addressing specifically in this passage. He's talking about their words, their confession. He says, no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. You can't do it. It wasn't long before those who had persecuted the Christian church would figure this out. In the first century, or at the end of the first century, as the Christian church came under persecution, there was a man, the governor of Bithynia, Pliny the Younger, who wrote this, In his letter to the emperor of Rome, as he persecuted the church of Christ, he said, Meantime, this is the course I have taken with those who have accused before me as Christians. I asked them whether they were Christian, and if they confessed, I asked them a second and a third time with threats of punishment. And if they kept to it, I ordered them for execution. As for those who said they neither were nor ever had been Christian, I thought it right to let them go. Since they recited a prayer to other gods at my dictation, made supplication with incense and wine to your statue, and moreover, they cursed Christ. Things which, so it is said, those who are really Christians cannot be made to do. In reading passages like that from the past, I wonder, would I recant Oh, I would like to think that I would not deny my Lord, for He offers far more to me than just this flesh or this world ever could. But would fear grip my heart? What if my family was threatened? How far could I go? What could I endure to not deny my Lord? Jesus says, but whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. The problem is that I have denied my Lord. I have used his name in vain in public. I have cursed him in my heart when I've been angry with him. I have dined with drunkards and drank with gluttons. I told Billy Osmond in grade 8 that I was no Bible-thumping Christian. I've walked away from the church and university, and in anger I told people to go to hell. I have denied my Lord in thought and word and deed, by what I have done and what I have left undone. Would I hold to my Lord under the threat of punishment? The truth be told, I have denied my Lord without it. You can't have it both ways. Deny and die or confess and live. There is one story in Scripture that strangely I take comfort in. It is when Peter denies Jesus thrice before the cock crows twice. As scripture records, Peter saying to Jesus, even if I must die with you, Lord, I will never deny you. Then Peter denies him three times, even calling down curses and swearing that he did not know Jesus. And why does this story give me comfort? Because Peter denies Jesus? No. But because Jesus forgives Peter. You see, I have my idols all week, idols of self and selfishness, work and laziness, money and leisure and anything else that I put before God. And then on Sunday, I flee to God's temple and beg his mercy. We all do. In this temple, God is not mute. He is a God who hears your pleas and speaks to you by saying, I forgive you all of your sins in my name and for the sake of my son. God says, bring your sin, and your hurt, and your pain, and your transgression, and I will take them. Our God says, come and recline at my table, and eat my flesh, and drink my blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins, unto life everlasting. You see, we can't have it both ways. So God put our sin away, on the cross, in his son, as far as the east is from the west. So he has separated our sin from us. You can't have it both ways, dear friends, and you don't. You don't have it both ways. You have Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. And more importantly, he has you. And he has given you his Holy Spirit in your heart as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come, which is your life. Everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home, or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with His favor and grant you His peace.